Amen. Awesome. So this morning, like I said, we're going to be talking about experiencing God's power. Now, when you think of power, all right, just the word power, out of context, just the word power, what, what do you think of? Yell it out to me. Yell it out to me. What do, you, what do you think of when you think of the word power? Strength? Awesome. Love that. Great answer. What Electricity. Electricity? Yes, very much so. Sorry? Someone said power, didn't they? Power bill. Power bill. There you go. There you go. I like it. See, yep. God, I mean, I know how and why. There's a lot of power in that. See, one of the things that you might realize with all these things that we've said is that there's, there's, a, common, there's a commonality between them all. That, you know, when we think of things that have to do with power, we, we think of impact. When it comes to electricity, you know, electricity makes an impact on everything, right? God and the impact that he has, the power bill and the impact it has on your wallet. Um, and I don't need to stand up here and convince you this morning that the biggest impact in your life isn't going to come from anything that I can say or do, or that your spouse can say or do, or that your friends can say or do, but rather what God can do and has already done. So I'm going to ask you guys a personal question right now. This one you don't have to yell out to me. Have you ever experienced God's power in your life as an individual? Um, have you ever you know, experience Him provide for you when there was no other way, to, to heal you when you didn't expect it or, or you didn't seem logical, to give you wisdom to know what to say in certain situations. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation before where you're trying to maybe share your faith or tell someone about God, and the words that come out of your mouth, you just later on go, I am not normally that fluent. I, I'm not normally that eloquent in the way that I speak, and yet in that moment, God absolutely intervened to, to make what I said make sense. I know that I've absolutely experienced God's power in, in numerous ways throughout my life, but today I want to tell you about a few guys that also knew what God's power could do and what we can learn from just a small part of their story. So in just a moment, we're going to be reading from Acts chapter 1, so if you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever, feel free to jump over to Acts chapter 1. But before that, I want to give you a bit of context on what we're about to read. So if you're not as familiar with the book of Acts, this follows right after the Gospels. So, you know, we've just heard about Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And, and that whole piece has already happened. And at the start of Acts, um, it's a bit of a recap as to what we, we just um, talked about. And so in this recap part, one thing that it mentions is that Jesus, after he comes back, um, meets with the disciples on numerous occasions and talks specifically about the kingdom. And that's where this story jumps straight on in. So we're going to be reading from verse 6. Um, and, and let, let's just jump straight into it. Verse 6 says this, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Now, I love this dialogue. I really do. Because I don't know about you, but the vibe that I get in this situation um, is one of the, the child in the backseat of the car, just kind of asking the same question over and over again. I don't know if you picked up on it, but in verse 6 it says, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replied, um, saying what he said. And I, I look at that and I'm just like, this dialogue is fantastic because Jesus' response is absolutely not what they wanted to hear right? It's not what they were expecting. They asked this question that, uh, you know, has the time come for you to free Israel? And um, Jesus responds by saying, uh, it's, it's not for you to know. Uh, it's the equivalent of having your child in the car saying, can we go to Macca's? Can we go to Macca's? And eventually you just say, we'll see. Um, and it's like, well, you didn't tell me anything. That could be yes, that could be no. They wanted a clear-cut yes or no answer, but Jesus wasn't going to give it to them. Let's read on to see what Jesus actually says following that up, though. 
He says in verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Whoa, 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 time out, time out. Did you, did you catch that? Did you pick up on that? If we add this to the verses just before it, please, um, 6, 7, and 8, in a row right there, it almost looks like Jesus just did the ultimate bait and switch. They ask a particular question, he gives an answer, but it is not, it just doesn't seem to correlate. Again, they, they asked him, you know, when uh, it has a time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom, and his response is, you'll be my witnesses, um, telling people about me everywhere. And they're like, that's not really what we asked Jesus. We said, has a time come for you to, you know, come in and, and, and do this thing. See, the thing is, the, the apostles in this moment, they, they were waiting for Jesus to rise up and, and overthrow, you know, people and, and to build this, this physical kingdom and, and restore things to the way that they wanted it. But they were thinking too small. They're thinking about their earthly kingdom. The disciples were simply just thinking too small. They expected all of that to happen, but Jesus had a bigger plan. And he knew that. He did answer their question. He absolutely answered their question. But it's not what they were thinking. Instead, Jesus knew that these same guys right there who were asking about the restoration of their kingdom would be absolutely instrumental in building the kingdom. He answered their question, they just didn't know it. And you know, sometimes I feel like that's our story, right? Where, you know, we're asking God one thing and it seems like he's just answering another. It's like we're asking here and and he's answering there. It's like, God, I want to experience your power and I want to pray for people and instantly see them healed. And he's like, why? So that you can think that you did something special? This isn't your story. I think there's something beautifully humbling about that. To, to recognize God's will in these situations. Because for the disciples right here, they had to trust His timing. You know, they wanted it a certain way. They wanted you know, to, to know things in a certain order. But verse 7 literally says, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. He's essentially saying, don't get distracted. Trust me. I've given you my commands be obedient. Trust me. You, you have a purpose. You have direction. You know what it is that you're supposed to step into. Yeah, there are some things along the way that it's not time for you to know, but what you do know is to go and, and do this command. Because verse 8, right, right after that, if we can pull that up, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Now, if we can just leave that up on the screen for just a moment, it's so one thing that I want you to just kind of take a moment to recognize here, that the, the Bible wasn't written in English, okay? This passage wasn't written in English, and in the original New Testament Greek that this was written in, punctuation and, and grammar and that kind of thing, um, it, it, it sits a little bit differently um, to the way that we use it. Our, our rules of grammar are a little bit different, but this, you know, for, for a lot of us, we think two sentences could be just two completely separate thoughts. When there's a full stop in the middle in the English language, that, that works. But I want you to just see this as a flowing statement. See this as what it is, as, as a passage together. And right there where that, you know, in that second line, where that and is, just almost imagine that there's no full stop there. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, using that power that God has given us to share His gospel message, to do amazing and incredible, incredible things. Question for you, anyone in this room ever experienced when you're watching a movie um, or a TV show, maybe reading a book, and someone tells you what's going to happen before you had a chance to actually experience it yourself? Um, it's, it's not a good feeling. Anyone know what the term is that we use for that? Just yell it out to me. 
Spoilers, so many of you, you guys are very smart, I like it. Spoilers, exactly right. Well, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the book of Acts, um, this book is really, truly incredible, particularly because of that passage that we just read. See, many of us will know and agree that when it comes to learning from someone or learning from something, you know, they need to practice what they preach, right? Like, you know, do as they do, not as they say. Well, the book of Acts absolutely practices what it preaches. In this passage, you've got Jesus saying to these guys, to, to do that, to use God's power and to, to spread the gospel. And uh, that's exactly what happens. They took the good news of Jesus and they spread it like wildfire. They experienced God's power to help them do what they needed to in incredible ways. And you know what? That you and I are simply a continuation of that story. That exact same story. This isn't a history lesson. Jesus, the same Jesus, is alive today, and that same power that he spoke about back then is potent and is at work today, helping us to build his kingdom and literally change lives around the world if we choose to obey it, if we choose to to be obedient. I mean, the call is clear, right? It says, be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in whatever amazing, unexpected, or creative ways that you can See, as a church, we here at Parkside, our, our vision is to make disciples of all nations, right? We know this. But I've got a hard-hitting question to ask you. And uh, you don't need to put your hand up. You don't need to call it out. But ask yourself this in your mind. You know, we know as a church that our vision is to make disciples of all nations. But as an individual, are you? Are you as an individual making disciples of all nations? Because think about this. This building is just a building. The church is you. It's the people. It's you and I together in this. This is our call. This is what the Bible is is calling us to do. And if that was an awkward question where you go, actually, maybe I'm not, here's my response to that. If not, why not? Because that same God is with you right now, here and today. He's not abandoning you. He's journeying with you in that process. He's with you in it all. That same power is there. That same God is is, is not going to abandon you in that process. If you want to experience God's power, experience God. Get to know Him. Get personal with Him. Spend time in His Word. Talk to Him. Listen to Him. Carry out His mission, and above all, trust in Him. And He will provide whatever you need. Perhaps not what you always want, but definitely what you need for His kingdom's sake. See, I think we all just need to remember that God's power defies human logic, right? He plays by his own set of rules. He isn't bound by our rules. And so often in life, I find myself doing this, and I think, I think we all do. We, we limit things in our mind. We go, oh, well, that couldn't happen. But God doesn't play by those set of rules. He's the one that created everything. He's the one that made everything that we see, everything that we know, everything that exists. He breathed it into existence. That's the God that we are talking to. That's the God that we have access to. And that is just so insanely important. And he does it in unexpected ways. And he does it numerous times throughout the Bible. We see this time and time again. But so often, it's not in the way that we're expecting. So often it feels like we're asking this question and he's answering this one, but he is at work and he's doing something powerfully and we need to trust in him and, and step into that and step into that in a really significant way. You know, I, I want to share with you guys um, a, a personal story, um, a personal story from my life. And the reason why I want to do that is because this story is one that taught me this lesson, um, this lesson of trusting God 
and recognizing that he does work in unexpected ways and recognizing that he isn't bound by our laws and our rules and, and the box that we sometimes try and fit him in. Um, and so to do that, I want to take you back to an earlier part of my childhood. My parents are probably going to be a little bit shocked by um, some of what I'm about to share, but you know what? God bless you guys. Um, when I was a teenager, um, I was at a stage once where I knew that friends of mine were having a party. Um, and I knew for a fact that this party was going to just be a massive drink up. It was basically going to be a bunch of underage kids getting together and just drinking as much alcohol as they can until they pass out. Um, and I knew that for me, that wasn't something that I struggled with. It wasn't an issue for me. It wasn't something that uh, made me go, okay, you know, I, I you know, I've got to watch out that I don't accidentally drink here or whatever. I knew that that was okay for me. Um, and so, because of that, I decided I was going to go to this party and I was going to try and share the gospel with someone. I'm like, I-, I need to do this. So, I literally pulled out my phone and I texted some of my youth leaders and my friends and just said, I need you to be praying for this. I had people kind of praying for this opportunity. I packed a Bible in my bag and I went to this party. It started at 3 p.m., um, didn't end until the next day. And so, you know, I got there and I'm thinking, you know, hyped up, excited kid going, we're going we're gonna to change some lives today. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, it's three o'clock. By four o'clock, surely I would have shared the gospel with someone here. Four o'clock comes, nothing absolutely nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, the night is young. Um, You know, five o'clock, no opportunity that I could find nothing. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Next thing you know, it's midnight, and I'm still just like, I have not had one opportunity, not even one, to share the gospel with someone. What am I even doing here? Did I make the wrong decision? Uh, uh, Like, what's what's going on here? And I got angry with God. (laughs) I texted those same leaders and everything. I'm like, guys, like, your prayer isn't working. Um, no, I don't think I said that. But it was essentially like, what, what is going on here? And so I knew in that moment that I needed to just retreat. I needed to just back up and just take a moment to, to reset. And so I picked up my Bible um, and I went to one of the unoccupied rooms of the house. So I went to my, my friend's room and I just kind of sat there on his bed, um, opened up my Bible and just kind of just had a bit of God time. Just me and him. Um, just chatting it out, me basically just ranting, being like, God, I'm available, I'm being obedient, I'm doing what you've called me to do, and yet, where's the opportunity? Um, And as I'm doing that, you know, some time passes, and the door then swings open, and one of my friends, we're going to call him James today, his name isn't actually James, but one of my friends at the time, completely drunk, like, wasted, stumbles into the room, doesn't even notice I'm there, literally walks straight past me, goes up, looks around a little bit, and then walks out of the room, closes the door, and he's gone. And I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, I thought that was it. I thought that was the opportunity, right? Didn't happen. I sat there, and about 10 seconds later, that same door opens, and that same guy walks in, um, and he just stands there silently and just stares at me for a bit. Really awkward, but he did. Um, and he just stares at me, and then he just goes, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm just reading. What are you reading? And I'm like... I'm glad you asked, my friend. Um, And so I admit, I admit, um, I did actually lie to him in that moment. The part that I was reading of the Bible, I didn't think was going to be helpful for him. Um, So I ended up just quickly flipping to like the Gospels and I'm like, let me tell you what I'm reading. Um, But in that moment, what ended up happening is for the next hour and a half, he ends up sitting down on the edge of the bed um, and 
I've got my Bible open and I end up telling him these stories about Jesus. I end up sharing the gospel with him and, and doing this. And he is so receptive. He's so open to it. He ends up talking to me about his life and his story and his walk with God and, and you know, where that's gotten him and all that kind of stuff. He asks me, Kieran, can you pray for me? I'm like, absolutely. So I end up praying for him. And I went home the next day and I was like, oh, God is so good. What an opportunity. What a story. He is just doing amazing things. That was on a Friday night, by the way. But you know what? Monday morning hits. I'm back at school, and I'm hoping that James says something. I'm hoping that we can continue this dialogue. I'm I'm hoping that it wasn't all just kind of wasted. He doesn't say a word. It's like it never happened. My friends, both Christian and non-Christian, start saying to me at school, oh, man, you know he was like completely smashed, right? Like, he doesn't even remember that night. There's no way that, you know, it, it was a waste of your time, basically. Like, yep, there, there, was, there was no point whatsoever. And I believed it. And that kind of saddened me because I was just like, man. But I just, I, just thought, I just thought that it was such a brilliant thing, but I guess not. Fast forward a few months later, still nothing. No further conversation, nothing. I'm like, that ship has sailed. You know, it, it was all over. A few months later, I'm at a Christian music festival, all right, and I'm there, and I'm in the mosh pit jumping around. Um, and long story short, I get headbutted in the lip by someone, and my lip is now bleeding. So I have to now leave the mosh pit, and I'm sitting on the sideline. And I was upset about that, by the way, because this was one of my favorite bands in the world, Reliant K, if you've ever heard of them. Um, and I was just like, man, I've been hanging out my whole life to see this, and now I have to miss it. Again, I'm angry at God at this point. I'm on the sideline. Um, and then while I'm there, I turn to my right, and just a few meters from me, it's James. That same guy from that party a few years ago. I see him there. So I go up and, and we start a conversation. Um, and what he tells me, I, I, I will never forget to this day. Because in that moment, James actually initiates. And he goes, hey, Kieran, do you remember that party that we were at? What? However many months ago. I'm like, yeah, of course I remember it. And I'm like, this is the moment. And then he says, Kieran, I have a confession to make. I don't remember anything about that night. Nothing. Like, he's like, from the time we started drinking, about four o'clock in the afternoon, until the following morning, it is all a blur. It is just blacked out. There's, there's nothing there. And my heart sank. I was just like, oh, man, what they told me is true. It was a waste of time. Then he goes, I don't remember anything about that night, except from the moment I walked into that room to the moment I walked out. Every single word of the conversation we had, I remember it. And he's quoting to me the things that I told him about. And he's literally telling me all about it. And I was in disbelief because I know that that is not something that I can do. I don't have the power to, to beat alcohol's influence. In my mind, it was game over because I was playing by a certain set of rules, which tells me that if someone is blackout drunk, then they're not going to remember what happened. I'm not playing by rules that say, actually, there's going to be a one and a half hour window that he will remember absolutely, because those, those aren't the rules that I play by, but God has a different set of rules. His power is ultimate, and it is magnificent, and that moment changed my entire life, because right there, I realized I realized that this is a God that does things that no one else can, and that, that is so important. Because again, that story, it's got nothing to do with me, right? That's not about, oh, how cool is Kieran doing it? No, absolutely not. I couldn't have reached this guy. I'm telling you now. But God could, and he did. All I did was try and be obedient to that, but his power did the work. I'm wondering if right now in your life there are things that you're like, I can't, I can't, 
I can't, I can't share the gospel with my family. They're the hard, often for people, that is the hardest group to talk to because they've known you your whole life. And it's like, I can't share the gospel with my family. I'm telling you right now, maybe you can't, but with his strength, you can because he can. I can't share it with you know, my colleagues at work. He can. I can't do it in this scenario, in that scenario, with his strength, with his strength and his strength alone. This can happen because this is the God that makes all things possible. And I think it is so important this morning as we leave here that we remember that nothing is impossible. No mission field is unreachable. Nothing. Because if we do that, we're limiting that. But instead, to experience God's power, we need to recognize, recognize the power that that really, truly is. Can I just pray for you right now? I would love to just just pray for, for all of us as a church that we can be bold and we can be unashamed, and we can step into the unknown and and try and reach people and do everything we can to further the mission of this church and of God's church to make disciples of all nations. And that starts right here at home with you in your lives, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your colleges, in your families, everywhere, and recognize that even if you can't, He can. Let me pray for us. Father God, Lord, thank you for this church. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for every single person that is sitting here right now and the fact that no one is here by accident. Lord, thank you that you knew they would be here and I pray that if for anyone, even one person this morning encourages them to just take that step of faith, I pray that you give them boldness. I pray that you help them to be unashamed and just step into being obedient and doing what you can do, recognizing that in their own strength it will not work, but with you it can because you are good. Lord, thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we do have good news worth spreading. Father, just thank you for what you're doing right here this morning in stirring our hearts. And I pray that you just go before us as we take this call, we take it seriously, and we start to live that out in our lives, Father. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you've already done. Thank you for everything that you are currently doing. And Father, I just pray for what is yet to come. I pray for the conversations that are yet to be had and that you just rise up your people to step exactly into that space, Father. Thank you so much for what you are going to do. In your son's precious and holy name we pray. Amen.